You are listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message.
I'll be. Blessed are they that do the Father's will. They have the right to the tree of life. So I must, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it is day. The night, the night is coming when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I'm the Jesus, he is the light. 
never rode a bus. You never had an office. You never had an iPhone. You never went to university. You never drove a car. You never traveled 200 miles from home. The people wanna know. You never traveled on a plane. You never went to New York. You never got married. You never had a child. But we are all your children. You never had a bank account, but you made us all rich. All power belongs to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Oh, take your seats. I thought I said take your seats. I didn't. Second Kings chapter number two. How many pastors are here? Give me a wave. Pastors, pastors, pastors. Okay. Not a problem. Second Kings chapter two. Verse one says, And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah. Are you getting used to this story? Okay, when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And then, verse 2, and Elijah said unto Elisha, Tarry here, I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elisha said unto him, As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. Beautiful. And the sons of the prophets of Bethel came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yeah, I know it. Hold ye your peace. Okay. And Elijah said unto him, Elisha, tarry here, I pray thee. <laughs> For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Hallelujah. Will you go anywhere the Lord sends you to? And you say, Elijah is going anywhere the Lord sends him to. Uh, the other question is, will you know when the Lord is asking you to go somewhere? Yes. Where is one of the first? Will you know that the Lord is even saying, go here? Before you will go You have to know first You have to be able to hear That the Lord is telling me to do this Because The Lord is speaking all the time Like um, I think it was Mike Maddox Said once that God talks so much That his name is the word Yes He's always speaking He's always saying something So um, the reason why the reason why people sometimes aren't fruitful or aren't effective or aren't where God wants them to be is because they don't seem to hear what God is saying because it's God's voice and God's leading and God's directions that makes you fruitful and makes you effective you have to be where God wants you to be and you have to be doing what God wants you to do in him we live, we move, and we have our being. If you stay somewhere assuming that this is what it is, this is where I am, graduating there, 
establishing yourself there, making yourself a rock of ages. Celebrating, celebrating past victories. You know, I know a country that is always celebrating uh, a victory they won about 55 years ago. Yes, because you see that that celebration is there because there's nothing new. Nothing new has been accomplished. And when you, when you hear it and you, you see it, it's, it, it feels, it's quite, it's quite sad. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite sad. It gives me sadness. I wish, sometimes I wish I could do, I could do something to win something for them to say, you know, take something into it. But I'm a pastor. Well, you know, I wish I could do something and say that, you know, yeah, yeah it is, you know, it's have, have something in the 21st century, have something, you know. Those 55 years, people have lived and died. Yeah. You see, but let's come back to church. But that's how it is for people who are following God and want to follow Him to follow God. They actually want to follow God, but they are not following God. Because they are not doing what God is saying. They are not responding to the promptings. The promptings, the edges, the directions, the desires, the feelings. They don't respond to it. Because what we say, well, one of the things that you really need to do well in, the, in your Christian faith is to be able to respond. Be, be responsive to what God is saying where God is leading what God is leading you to do you understand and what God is leading you into to respond to it just, just respond first respond before we can even see whether um, it can be done but respond and you see, it's your, it's your response. You see, when you are calling someone, you're calling someone, you're calling someone. Um, I have an example, but I'm trying to remember the source of the example before I give it. Yeah, or I have to delete the file. Yes. <clears throat> I can't. I can't remember where. But you see, I don't want to say it. And okay, but you see. To know, how would you know? How, how would you know if a child, a child, has hearing impairment or difficulty in hearing? How would you know? Do you know that? Do you know that one of the one of the things that people with hearing difficulties, one of the names that is used to describe them, is stubbornness. Yes, because it's like when I tell you to do something, you don't do it. But the truth is that the person can't hear what you're saying. He hasn't heard what you're saying. But for some, but for people who are not, who don't get the right support to explain to them what is happening, they'll say the child is stubborn. Say, you are very stubborn. You are a very stubborn child. Favorite if you come from a certain home, you even get slaps and knocks. But the child actually can't hear what you're saying. It doesn't hear what is being said. You'll be calling the child and child, do this, do this, but there's hearing difficulty. So, so I'm trying to explain to you that hearing is very key for people to do well and to do something. It's like, it's like when you hear, when you hear, do you understand? 
when you even hear, do you understand? So that you can do it. Because you can tell somebody to do something, the person doesn't understand what you are saying. So you see, what you've said hasn't been done. Because the person doesn't understand. And the person has and sometimes the person understands, but understands up to a point. Yes, understands up to a point. As far as far as they can see or they know, it's like this is what you are saying, then that's it, it's like it's been done. But that is not it. And that alone also stirs up, stirs up all sorts of discussions and rebukes and all kinds of things. But it's because the person has maybe a lower level of understanding on the subject. On the subject. On the subject. That's why you see that you can sit in the class or in an exam and there's a question. And then you see somebody has written one paragraph and they are finished. And someone would have written two pages. And you are wondering, what's the difference? How many of you can relate to what I'm saying? Yes. One paragraph and they finish. It's just like we've answered. It's like I've answered everything. They've answered to the extent to which their mind, their understanding permits them. Yes. So I'm trying to show you the hearing, the different things. Those who have heard and then those who have heard and then now what is their interpretation of what they have heard I mean like, like if you take the call, the call of Samuel his mind could only take him as far as it's his father who is calling him or the prophet who is calling him it's like there's nothing else it's like there's nothing else that can be mentioning his name apart from this man in the other room so he keeps going to the man in that because that is his understanding. His understanding. That is his understanding. And that's the question. That's the question that um, was it Philip was who asked the eunuch, Do you understand what you are reading? Do you understand what you are reading? Because you are reading, but do you understand what you are reading? And your response to every instruction shows your understanding of what you have heard or what you have read. Your response. It says the extent to which you can go with it and, and therefore your understanding. That's what I say. You can ask one question. Someone write one paragraph. A paragraph can be about three or four lines like this. Finish. And somebody would have written five paragraphs. Same question. Based on the understanding of the question. And you could be calling someone, the person won't turn their head, won't turn. Won't turn, won't respond. Then you say, You're stubborn. You're stubborn. Or even people who maybe have normal hearing, and then maybe the hearing is deteriorating. Another sign you see is that they, they shout when they are talking. They shout. Have you noticed when you have earphones in your ear, you shout? Yes, and then you see, you say, you be telling the person, you are shouting. They say, person, I'm not shouting. You are shouting. I'm not shouting. But it's because something is affect, is affecting them. Oh, doctor, am I saying wrong things? <laughs> you see, this is shouting. I mean, this way.
Yes, one, two. Okay. <laughs> you shout, you see you feel to some of that. Just shout it. But he said, when you don't know what is happening, you will think, ah, why are you shouting? Why are you always shouting? But the person is not mad. There's a reason why he shout. it's a person shouting. Because the person wants you to hear. The person thinks you can't hear. Hmm? So, I just realized that uh, Elijah was going everywhere that God says. Go to Bethel. Gilgal, he started from Gilgal. Bethel, he goes to Bethel. Next place, Jericho. He said, we are going to Jericho. So, I'm wondering that you two, where are you going? Is God silent in your life? God is silent in your life. It's not even been put in your heart to have to have to win two hundred souls for God. That the church you are pastoring, that you get to two hundred, that God has not put it in your heart to have a burning desire that I must have these people there. It's not there. You have not heard it. You have not heard it. You have, you have not heard it. God says strive, that God is saying strive for this, win this number of souls. So you see, there's no urgency. There's no urgency, there's no speed, there's no, there's no activity to put up a structure and a system to accommodate those 200 people. Because you haven't heard anything. Yeah. There's no hearing. So anyway, back to Elijah. He's hearing, but can you say he's really hearing? Elijah is really hearing. He's re- he can really, God speaks and he hears. By the time they arrive at one station, God says, Move. And then he's moving. People, do, people don't like continuous movement because if, it's as if it's not of God. It's as if, it's as if God is spoiling something. Because he just, he just finished setting up Master C Chapel International Bethel. As soon as he finished, God says, Move. It's like as if God is going to spoil a church. Yes. Bethel. But it goes to Jericho. To Jericho. To Jericho. To Jericho. To Jericho. By the time they arrive in Jericho, you see, they say, Jordan. And he just like, God wants me to go. I'm going. I'm going. It's not wonderful how people don't even like transfers. They are like they are like those guys at the Mount of Transfiguration. Can we build something and settle here? We want to be here. We want to watch this spiritual movie forever. Yeah, one Charlton Cathedral at the Emirates. May God give you a tender heart. Yeah. And a sharp ear. Sharp ear. Ear that would hear. You just hear. And then when you hear it, you know that I have to respond. I have to respond. I have to go. It must be a go, go, go. It's a go, go, go. It's a go now. It's a do now. It's a do now. You see, it, it, it explains barrenness in ministry. It explains barrenness in ministry. It explains the absence of fruits. It explains why people's ministry and fruit bearing is not copious. 
It's not a lot. Little drops, scarce. Scarcity, scarcity of souls. Scarcity of anointing. And you see, the reason why I'm talking to us about the anointing is because I know that you can't do anything without it. No. No, no, no. no. Forget it. You can't. I mean, nothing will happen without it. Nothing. Nothing. You can pretend that you see that look. You you, you will discover you're a pretender. By what you have. By what you have and even where you are. Even where you are. You understand where you are. Your position. Your place. Where you are working and the type of, even the type of assignments that you have would reveal yourself to you, to you that you have been pretending because you haven't advanced. You haven't done anything. So he said to him that the Lord, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Have you not asked us, how do you know the Lord has sent him to Jericho? I think, is this not the words he's been using? The Lord has sent me here. The Lord has, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Where has the Lord sent you? What has the Lord asked you to do? You have been here. So you are free. Feeling free. Because when you haven't heard anything, you feel free, isn't it? Because you are very free. I mean, nobody has told you to do anything, so you are free. Sometimes it's very nice to be feeling free. Does it apply to you? Others are here. You haven't heard anything. Does it apply to you? Yes. People who have heard, they'll be talking like, like, like look, we can't settle here. We have to go. There's something to be done. There isn't much relaxation. There is something to be done. There's something to be done. So you are different from those who don't have anything to do. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. And the sons of the prophets were at Jericho. At Jericho came to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he answered, Yes, I know it. Hold, hold your peace. And Elijah said unto him, Tarry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. Hey. So, so the Lord sent in a Hey, sister, I beg you, verse 6, okay, I haven't finished. I hope you are listening, or before you change verses, you to listen to the preaching. Okay. And he said, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they too went on. Okay? And 50 men of the sons of the prophets went and stood to view afar off, and they too stood by. Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it together and smote the waters and they were divided hither, thither so that, they, so that they too went over on dry ground. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, ask what I shall do for thee 
before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Then verse 10, and he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I'm taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. Simple. And it came to pass, as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Hmm. He speaks, so I just say he has actually seen it. So he sees, can see what is happening. Okay. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of, the, of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither, thither, and Elisha went. I can imagine Elisha really feeling cool that the thing is working. It's like it's working. Yeah, it's like it's working. And when the sons of the prophets were to view at Jericho, saw him, they said, The spirit of Elijah doth rest on Elisha. I'm sure if Elijah hears this, he will say, Yes. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And they came to meet him and bowed themselves to the ground before. They were rebuking him earlier. Now they are, it's like they are bowing down. Ah, Katashi Bakalabasis Tontaya. Ah, Lord, make it beautiful. And they said unto him, Behold now, there be with thy servants fifty strong men. Let them go and we pray thee and seek thy master. Pay adventure, the spirit of the Lord has taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. And he said, you shall not send. Is it these people? Ah. And when they urged him till he was ashamed, they said, send. They went, they sent there for 50 men and they sought three days but found him not. Of course you won't find him. And when they came again, for he tarried at Jericho, he said unto them, did I not say unto you, go not? Wow. And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of the city is pleasant, as my Lord seeth, but the water is not, and the ground is, is barren. And he said, Bring me, bring me a new cruise, and put salt therein. And they brought it to him. Hey, come and see power. <laughs> and he went forth. He went forth unto the spring of the waters and cast the salt in there. And said, Thus saith the Lord, I have healed these waters. There shall not be from thence any more death or barren land. Man, you will not see an empty hall again. Yes. So the waters were healed unto this day. Unto this day that I'm talking to you, the waters are healed. According to the saying of Elisha, which he spake. And he went up from things unto Bethel. It's not as if now he's going back, isn't it? And he was going up by the way. And they gave us and then on and on and on and on and on. There are a lot of interesting things that happened. But today we are going to start off with the battle 
the battle at Jericho. We got to Bethel last time, isn't it? so we've reached Jericho, the battle at Jericho. What are the things that happen in Jericho? Wow. The battle at Jericho. Okay, so the first, the first thing, oh dear, the first thing that I want us to see, uh, the battle at Jericho, is that it is a place of war. You know, don't be afraid, don't be afraid of battles. Don't be afraid of battles. Don't be thrown off by battles. Battles are not a sign that God is not with you. I really want that thing to drop from your head into your spirit. A battle, a struggle, difficulty. It is not a sign that God is not with you. Perhaps, perhaps in that instance and in your, in your situation, it could be the biggest sign for you that God is with you. Perhaps it could be the biggest sign that you are pursuing the right thing and the enemy doesn't want it. Don't let battles put you off. You know, you, if you should pray to God to have to have the grace, the grace of peace and calmness in the face of battles. That's why I love Psalm 23 so much. They say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 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 Next time you are praying with that verse, I will fear no evil, then write seven evils and bind those evils. Yes. This is your prayer. I will fear no evil. Then ask yourself, what are the evils? What are the possible evils that you can encounter? What are the evils you have encountered? What are the evils that are troubling your mind so much? You remember, you remember Paul wrote and said that casting down imaginations. Because you see, if you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you will think that the worst thing is about to happen to me. I said, I will fear no evil. In other words, the intentions, the plans of the enemy will never come to pass. You will never fail. You see, and fear is the thing that paralyzes. And if fear, fear is the thing that manifests as insecurities. Insecurity, then you are paralyzed, you are, you are frozen. You can't do it because you are afraid and you are wait. When you are afraid, you wait for the worst to happen. Yes. Jericho is the place of battle and the place of war. It's the place of war. On your journey, on your journey to the anointing, there will be battles. 
there'll be battles. And I really want you to remember that the that wars and battles does not mean you are doing the wrong thing. It, does not, it has never meant that. And it's not going to mean that. It doesn't mean you are doing that. Fight on. Fight on. Brother, fight on. Press on. Fight on. Be a fighter. And be calm in the presence of enemies. Be calm. That's why he said, now prepare as a table before me in the presence of my enemies. What do enemies do? Do enemies clap? Do enemies cheer you on? Do enemies serve you? Enemies will be throwing stones at you. They'll be throwing stones at you. They'll be shooting at you. He said, now prepare as a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. If God is not put off by the presence of your enemies, why should you be put off? Why should you go? I mean, your presence of your enemies. Yes. That's why I like that guy in that movie when he said I eat breakfast every morning. 300 yards away from 4,000 Cubans who have been trained to kill me. You can't stand here and make me nervous. You have to ask me nicely. <laughs> you have to ask me nicely. Yes. Yeah. But you can't stand here. Flash a badge and make me nervous. I eat breakfast every morning. 300 yards away from 4,000 Cubans who have been trained to kill me. You have to ask me nicely. <laughs> the calmness that he had, the calmness that he had, 300 years away from people who have been trained to kill him, and he's eating breakfast. <laughs> so you can't, you can't make me nervous. learn how to be calm in the battles pray for that grace, pray for that grace pray for that ability to be able to fight and fight on even when the fight is getting hot, the battle is getting hot pray for the grace to be calm you are not disturbed, you are not thrown all over the place that is what the enemy wants to do he really wants to get you confused he really wants you to give up so you see, the Bible says that. What does the Bible say? Hmm. chapter 10. First, let me read verse, chapter 2, verse 1. And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. 
And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. Do you remember Rahab? Rahab the harlot. Okay. Chapter 5 verse 13 says that. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Verse 14. And he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord, Lord of hosts said unto Joshua, Lose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy. And Joshua did so. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. <laughs> none went out and none came in. Prado Bakistoya. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. And you shall compass the city all ye men of war and go round about the city once that shall, shall, that shall thou do six days. Remember Jericho war. I'm just trying to show you why Jericho is a place of war. It's a place, it's a place of war and a place of great activities of war. Now, we're in Joshua chapter 6, isn't it? Okay. Look at verse 25. And Joshua said, oh, it's just, and Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive. And so now he's entered and he's conquering the father's house, household, and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. 26 says that then Joshua adjured them at that time saying curse be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth the city Jericho he shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates now let me tell you that the place of war is speaking to us and telling us that you have to know and learn how to win battles on your knees. Yes, to be anointed, you must be a man of prayer. I'm telling you, no joke. No joke. You know, sometimes people have testimonies how God has answered a prayer and all that. And then you ask yourself, how come, how come you don't have such testimonies that God, you prayed about this, you didn't get it, you prayed about that. Or, or not even prayed, you desired this, you have a God, or you want this, you have it. it's because you haven't prayed. People who don't pray don't have testimonies. Yes. You want to see you want to see whether God can save that friend? Pray for him and see. 
make it your task that I am going to, it's called intercession. I'm going to intercede for this person and see if that person will not be saved or not. That person is not saved because you haven't prayed for him. You haven't prayed for him. You haven't asked God, you haven't asked God for salvation. You haven't asked God for souls. That is why you don't have. That's, that's, that's why you don't have it. When you start praying, you will be encouraged to pray. You will be discouraged for a while, but you will be encouraged eventually. <laughs> yes. When you start praying, you will be encouraged to pray. And the, and the, and the battle we have is not a carnal battle. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You can't make flesh and blood your, your, your enemy. You are fighting against spiritual entities. So when you don't pray, when there's no prayer in your life, there's no prayer in your life, you won't experience the experiences of the Jerichos in your life. The walls have to collapse, won't collapse. And the things you have to meet on your journey to becoming anointed, you won't meet it. Because you're you saw, you saw Joshua. God said, Go. He said, I'm giving you this place. I've given you this place, including the king and the mighty men. I'm giving you everything, everything that I'm giving it to you. But how will he get it? How is he going to get it? He has to go. He has to go to war. <laughs> yes, he has to go because he can't sit in his house and then the king of Jericho and all his soldiers, all his mighty men just come to him and come and surrender. No, he has to go to war. How would we have a thousand micro churches here? How are we going to have it if we don't go? How would we even have it if people don't hear that God is saying that you, this thousand micro churches that he keeps saying, you are included, you are one of them, you are one of the center leaders. How can, how would, how would we make if you don't hear? If the church is full of deaf mutes, spiritually deaf mutes. But you shall hear the call. You will see the call. And you will feel the call of God. Your ears are open from today. Yes. How would he have been? He doesn't go there to fight. You have to, you know. You said you can't wake up for flow prayer meeting. You said, is that the only slot that God has? <laughs> God has slots. You're asking us, is that the only slot that God has? Your mouth likes slots. <laughs> no, you should have been here on Sunday to see the film stars. They asked us that, is that the only slot that God has? Is that the only slot? I should wake up on Tuesday and pray. Is that the only slot that you can talk to? God has other slots. Meanwhile, she has a boyfriend under her bed. <laughs> Sunday, you should come. You should come and watch part two. You should come and watch part two. <laughs> it's not easy here at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not easy here. I told you, you have to pray. Just to wake up, it must be the easiest thing for you. Easiest thing. 
if you want to cross over and walls, you want walls to fall down, walls to fall down, prepare for battle. The battles are, the walls are just waiting for you to fall. You are not coming, no wall. The walls are intact. You won't attack, the walls are intact. When you get to Jericho, you will see that now there are things to pray about for it to happen. There are things to pray about. Things are not just being handed up. There are things to pray. It's a place for war. And you must get excited with war. The atmosphere of war is war. Get used to it. You have to get used to it. You have to get used to it. Anointed people are used to issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you sit with an anointed person and he starts telling you what is going on in his life, and you, you see, your question will be, "Hey, and how do you, how, how do you do it? How do you manage?" That's what you ask. How do you do it? How do you manage? How come you're able to preach and you look so calm? How come you're able to do this? But there are things going. It rather means that he's going higher. He's going higher. He's becoming more anointed. He's about maybe he's about to enter Jordan for the seventh time in his life or twentieth time in his life. You are there. You are you are criticizing him, criticizing him, and putting stories about him on social media. He's about to enter into his Jordan for the twentieth time. He's about to be anointed again. You'll be there. You be there. He saw he saw a man with a drawn sword. <laughs> it's like it's like look, it's time for war. Yes. Yes. That is where Joshua saw the man with a sword drawn. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what is this? What's going on here? What is going on here? What is going on here? What, what do you want? Are you with us or against us? A man puts a sword drawn. It's, like, it's like the Lord The Lord is ready for a battle. Are you ready for battles? Are you ready to take territories? Are you ready to take territories? You have to take territories for God. What have we done? What have we achieved? What have we done? What do we have? How far have we reached? We want to take territories for God. You don't take territories for God by sitting on your backside and praising yourself and congratulating yourself and putting pictures of yourself on social media. Or turning yourself into a comedian on social media. You're a comedian. There are people that say this person is a comedian. What you are doing, how does it how does it help anybody? How does it help anybody? Or you think the number of likes is the same as number of souls saved? How does it help anybody? Turns into a comedian. It's so funny, even Satan will even laugh some. 
He will laugh and say, please, but they are not serious. Look, let's find something serious and do. <laughs> let's find something serious and do. Take territories. Take territories. Take territories. There are, there are apartment blocks. You can take some for gold. The apartment blocks. A good leader, a good leader has so flat for us. Yes, we can take a see. You can stand and see. You are taking this block for Jesus. This block is being taken for Jesus. This block is being taken for Jesus. How get souls there and establish, establish yourself, establish yourself as the principality for that area. You don't need a big, a small perimeter like said, Just one block. Just one block. That you see these boys on their bikes outside, and you think they are all thieves. They are all not thieves. They are waiting for a football match to disappear. They are waiting. They are waiting for you to open your jaws, open your jaws, and overcome, overcome the influence of Satan in their lives, and tell them about, tell them about Jesus, and tell them you take them to church. You can't do that for God. You can't do that for God. You can't do that for God. But you can put jokes on social media. I don't even know who taught you that. That putting putting yourself being silly on social media means souls are, are, are being saved. I don't know who even taught you that. I don't know where you learned that from. It's a joker indeed. It's a joker. He said, you are, you, are, you are a joker. sit down on the loans with them and talk to them about Jesus for their friends to ask what was this guy talking about they say come and listen come and listen to what he said come and listen to what he said because because he's you are anointed you are anointed to sit there talk to them organize them stand they lead them into the service lead them into church and tell them this is church this is how churches this is where you must spend your life Side point, this point, this, they are all named already. All of them are, all of them are. Hey, they are anointed for greater works. They filled with the Spirit for greater works and for beautiful works. Yes. And cut the jokes. Don't make a fool of yourself. Don't make a fool of yourself. Don't, don't. Don't, don't allow peer pressure. It's not even peer pressure. Now, you see, sometimes we even grow out of our, the, what we call a peer group. You, see, you are even older now, but you can't even see that your peers have grown up, gone up. 
He has still behaving as if yesterday was your outdooring. Forgiven. So that's some of the things when I see my heart breaks. Yes. I just feel like I feel this life. How does it help us? Well, what are all these things? Well, what are all these things? How does it help anybody? How does it help? When we see thousand micro churches, which means that which means that thousand churches that contain souls, souls. Souls. You see, we have to start counting. How many branches do we have? We have to count how many centers do we have? Who are the centers? We have to start counting. Then somebody has taken a title and he's using the title to fool on social media. And then getting likes. It's like the more likes I have, the more people are going to heaven. have made a mistake and maybe maybe you're a child maybe also have misplaced expectation maybe maybe in my expectation because when you see a three-year-old you don't have some expectation from the three-year-old the only thing you expect from the three-year-old is to ask you for ice cream or sweets or toys I've never seen a three-year-old asking uh, uh, when can they start driving lessons. They will ask, can I drive the car? But to ask, when can I start driving lessons so that I drive? That one they never ask. Because they don't understand it. They don't understand before you drive, you need a license. And before you get a license, you need lessons. And before you get a license, you have to do a test. They don't understand all. So they will just say, Daddy, Daddy, can I drive the car? Then you put the child on your lap and say, You are driving. Then the child is so happy. If you ask him, driving, he's looking at you. It's like it's working. The second meaning of Jericho. We are finishing. We are finishing. It's the place of getting rid of disloyalty. Hmm. Hmm. Joshua 1. Verse 15. What does verse 15 say? Until the Lord has given you your brethren rest. Verse 16. And they answered Joshua saying, all that thou commandest us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. Verse 17. According as we hearken unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Whosoever he be, that doth rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words in all that thou commandest him he shall be put to death only be strong and of a good courage zero tolerance zero tolerance for orangutans, disloyal people 
non-compliant people, zero tolerance. You know, there are some things when you tolerate, when some things when you tolerate, it destroys a ministry. Oh, it has an effect. And it will have an effect on you. It will have an effect on you. You shouldn't, you shouldn't play around or tolerate people who are non-compliant, who won't do what you say. When you say they do this, they are doing something else. You shouldn't, you shouldn't waste your time on such people. You should waste your time on such people. Memories, complainers, independent people, people who are independent. Whilst we are all doing this, a person is doing something else. An independent person is a non-compliant person. Never follow instructions, never obey instructions. That's, an ind- that's independence. They say, look, he shall be put to death. It's like he would not even exist. He would not even exist. You know, there, there, there are people, you see, independent people, they don't leave the church. And they, and they will say, yes, please, but you will never do. Yes, please, but they will never do. And never do, not, not even never do, and they are just there, but they'll be doing something else. They will do the opposite. There are people that I've told, I've told, go left, don't go right. I said, go left, don't go right. And they went left. They say yes, please. Okay, thank you. When I lifted up my hand, my head, and I look right. I didn't see them there, and I look left. They've turned left, and they are very bold. They want to maintain a normal relationship with you. Do we even call you daddy? Yes. It's sometimes, sometimes it's amazing. It's amazing how the level and blatant, blatant disobedience. And they want everything to be normal. How? I mean, how? You're quiet. Oh, I was asking you that how? How does it work? Unless, unless when the person is speaking, you think he's a joker. You think he doesn't mean what he's saying. How can we work together? How can we move together? How can we advance together? If you don't do what is being said, how can we move together? I mean, how? How can we build together? How can we build together when I'm asking you for mortar and you are bringing paint? How can we build? How? When I ask for paint, then you bring me bricks. How can we build? How can we work together? Is it sometimes the feelings as if people actually don't 
understand very well or deeply this subject on loyalty or faithfulness. When the scripture says that it is required that a man be found faithful, it's a requirement. I mean, you can't be faithful. You can't be faithful, you can't work for God. You can't be faithful. I mean, to be faithful. I mean, you can't be faithful. (laughs) And when the scripture says that, I mean, if you can't be faithful or trusted with the unrighteous mammon, who will give you true riches? You see, again, it's like it's a test of character. A test of character. A test of character, which I don't know how, but people feel that it's not important or it's not necessary. But your, you see, your, your character is something that proves who you are over time. Different, time, different stations, different tests, different places. Your character is tested. And we see, we see it on just two fronts faithful or unfaithful. How can God use you? How can you work for God? How can you build for God? Because of these people, they are just they, they are saying right from the word. We say, look, look, this ministry we are started. Shepherds, leaders, and we said, zero tolerance for disloyal people. We don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want it. We don't want you to come and waste our time. You don't believe in what we are doing, don't join us. Join those who you believe in. Join those who you believe in. Join those who you believe in. You have not been faithful. You have not been faithful. You have not been loyal. You have been found unreliable. You have been found a liar and a deceiver. Asking someone some questions the other day, the other day, the other day, and as the person was talking, I said, "This person reminds me of of a liar I met once." Yes, all the answers are lies. All the answers are lies. As I'm standing in front of you now, I'm wait, I'm waiting for the first text to come through to say that look, I was lying, and then this is what this this is the truth. Stories, stories, lies. You see, you see, I, I feel sometimes I, I think people feel that I don't know what they feel. Lies. I just I just said to someone, does does she not remind you of 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 she? <laughs> or is it of her? Yeah. Can you can you not see can you not see similarities? There is a similarities, lies, stories, and you can see that you can say the truth is there. Just let it out and be free, so you can be received and be helped. Why are you lying? Why are you lying? If it's the question that you are lying to, do you know why you are even being asked? Because not even like you are volunteering for you are being asked the question. Would you not even think? How come suddenly I'm being asked this question? Why don't I just say the truth? Why am I creating an image of a liar and a deceiver? Oh. 
Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance. I just said to myself, no. If this person doesn't change quickly, it's over. Oh yeah, it's over. Over, 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 over. Over. Because you know what lions are capable of doing? A lot of other things. A lot of other things. Someone who is deceiving you. Do you know, do you know, do you know who is the father of lies? As you, are, as you are joking with lies. So you say, go to Jericho. <laughs> no, you forgot that we're talking about Jericho. We're talking about Jericho. We're talking about Jericho. We are there. It's the place where you get rid of all this loyalty. Yeah. If I'm a leader and I want to be anointed, God is taking me somewhere. I can't go with this loyal people. Don't pull me back. They'll take you back. They'll, they'll even destroy what you are doing. It, what you are doing will be destroyed. People, Jericho is a hot place. Oh, it's a it's a very 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 hot place. Jericho is a very very hot place. Get rid of all this loyalty, all this loyalty, and also this loyalty in yourself. You have to read it off in yourself. That's what I'm talking about lying. Lying is one of the signs of disloyal people. They lie. They lie through their teeth and afterwards they take a selfie. Yes. So difficult for them to come up with the truth. So difficult. And they are, wait, they are waiting for you. To, they are waiting for you to say, "You see, the Spirit has showed me already." Oh, please, please, please grow up. So, the place of getting rid of this loyalty. The next place, the final place, final station in the battle of Jericho, is the place of authority. Wow. It was in Jericho that Joshua cursed anyone who will attempt to rebuild Jericho. You remember we read it? He said, if you try building it, you build it, your first child will die. <laughs> At the foundation. Yeah. And it was fulfilled. It was fulfilled in 1 Kings chapter 16, verse 34. So you see, be careful about the words of the anointed. Yeah. Because when he says it will happen, you see, he will speak, you can laugh. I say, oh, these people, oh, now we are not afraid of this thing. We are not afraid. Nobody wants you to be afraid of anything. But be careful of the words of the anointed. For he stands in a place of authority.
to when you see authority in words you know you know that you are crossing lines because a lot of things you, you said nothing has happened isn't it nothing has happened everybody says I see you doing this I see you but after, after you've seen that's the end of the that's the end of what you saw yes but there are people who will say I see you doing this the next Sunday there's a testimony there's a testimony that oh, when we're in the meeting when we're praying when that flow prayer meeting and then bishop said this and I received I believe it and then here I am Somebody was sharing a testimony with me the other day. He said, one of the uh, flow primates, bishop said, he said, bishop said, give an offering of a thousand dollars. This is in a very far country somewhere. He said, thousand, he said, he believed God. Because he said, he's been looking for, he's believing God for something. Like He said, ah, let me take this thousand dollars and so. He's come by, he said, after, after that thing, after that thing, to cut a long story short, he's got a house. Yes. Yes. House that would cost him at least, at least, because he sent me pictures. Pictures, I mean. Nothing less than $150,000. Yes. He's got to be sitting there. Though he was telling me how he had to, how somebody said, Look, I just want to get rid of it. I'm leaving the country. I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere. So, do you want? Okay, the person said, Bring this amount. He paid, he paid less than $10,000 for it. Yes. He paid less than $10,000 for it. It's a ticket. I'm talking to you about somebody who stands in the place of authority. He speaks. He speaks. And you see the hand of God moving. May God move in your life. He will move in your life. You will see movement. I just hope you recognize when you see movement that God is moving. Because that's when God is moving and shaking some things, you'll be holding the things that they shouldn't shake. But some things have to be removed. You see, perhaps all I'm saying, all I'm saying to you this evening is that get accustomed to God and the ways of God the ways of God if you can know him more know him more so that you can be relaxed with him so when he's moving on this is God moving this is God this is God the place of authority the next very quickly is the battle at the at Jordan at Jordan? Let's move into it quickly, so that we can finish. Today we are finishing. <laughs> Jordan number one. Jordan is a place where your desires are met. Mm. Two. Jordan is a place of spiritual vision. That is where that is where Elisha was told, if you see be going. Yes. May your eyes be anointed. May your eyes see things. 
You know that Peter, James, and John, they saw things. Their eyes saw things at the transfiguration. And they said they wanted to build tents so they'll be there forever and ever. Three. Jordan is a place of spirit, of, of alertness. Alertness. Spiritual alertness is what you need. Is what we need in walking with God and following God. You need to be alert. You need to be alert. You need to be aware. Is God speaking to me? Is God saying something to me? You see, as soon as you have a plan, when you have a plan, you can easily lose God. I read it to you the other day. Oh, you're not the ones I read it to. I read it to you the other day. That the wind bloweth where it listeth. You can't tell where it's coming from. You can't tell where it's going. That is the person. That is the person that is moved by the Spirit or born of the Spirit or led by the Spirit or controlled by the Spirit. That is it. When you have a plan, you can easily miss God. You can easily miss God. I know people teach strongly about have the plan, have the this, have the vision, do this. You can easily miss God. Because God, he moves. And you can't force him only to go this way. He can go that way. But you have to be alert enough, enough, enough to be able to move, to see your God and to see his will being done in your life. Otherwise, you are stuck. Many who are stuck are stuck. Many who stop, they stop following God. They, they, are, they, are, like, they are like frozen fish. They are like frozen. You see, they are the same. Same, 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 same. same, same, same. Because they stop following. They are not alert enough. So you have to be alert. Is that when you're driving and you have a sat nav? You have to be very alert. Because before you realize it's changed his mind. I drove from the front of this or the idea I was going home. And I could see that he's telling me that go towards Lewisham. I moved my car for a few meters. It has changed his mind. He said I should go to Tower Bridge. And I was saying that look at Lewisham and look at Tower Bridge. And I was going to disobey and I said to myself, no, I will obey. Because I don't know what it has seen here, this way. So I'm going to go this way. I obeyed. Because I have disobeyed before. have disobeyed before where I was coming over I was less less than 500 yards from an exit on the motorway and this this woman said no you see I, I was supposed to go straight and then and I was just just close to the exit so I was going straight. It's like what I know. I know the way. I know. I don't need it. I just put it on for company. So as she talks, and then I know that somebody is talking in the car just for company. But I said, no, it's straight. Then she said, no. She was saying, come off now. I didn't obey. 
I said, look, you have brought you into my car. You can't give me instructions. And I went straight. I went straight. As soon as I went past the junction, I saw red lights. Plenty. I sat there, if I'm not exaggerating, nothing less than two hours. I sat there. It would have taken me home and I would have even come back to church and gone again. I sat there. I sat there and I started getting all the revelations of how to obey, how to obey the promptings of the Spirit. <laughs> I received all the instructions. As the instructions were coming, I just said to myself, How is this helping me? I'm here. How is it helping me? <laughs> You have to be very alert. God is moving God into it. You have to be very alert and, and move fast into it. You say Shabby Shabedi must go. You say AOFM. AOFM. Are you a radio station? Just some fanciful ideas, just some fanciful something. It's just some, you know, some fanciful, like, oh, you know, things come and go, things come and go. It's one of the things. You know, these people, they are, they are very happy. They are just, they just get new things all the time. So don't worry. Let's, let's be there. So you see, before you realize, you've been left out. And you don't know when you were left out. You were left out at that junction when you disobeyed. That's when you were left. That's when you were left. Because you didn't see, you failed failed to be alert enough to see that this new idea or concept is a spiritual instruction. When Jesus was saying you must be born again, can you imagine how the Pharisees were feeling born again? I mean, what do you mean born again? I mean, what is he talking about? What, what, What is he even talking about? But look at the word born again today. Look at the difference it's made to the world. Look at born again today. Today they won't be born again. They are not born, born in again. Sometimes you're even asked to do something. Just do something. Maybe even start a church. Start a church. Then you're crying. Maybe you're crying. 
what, what you don't what you don't recognize is that what you don't recognize is that you are bringing you are bringing your ministry your call everything to an end because you just just do this just do this you won't do you have one thousand reasons why it can't be done as if it's by might but it's not by might it is it is god it is god who does it it's god who makes the difference is God? Is it not God who said I'll build my church? Hey, me, I've never said I'll build a church before. It's God who said you'll build this church. Center, you won't do. But center, you won't do. You said AOFM. You are determined. This, A, this AOFM thing, you are determined. It's not a place to fall asleep. I'm sure, I'm sure Elisha, if he had been today, he would have drunk coffee, drunk coffee and drunk Red Bull in addition. And which one? There's another one. Oh, not green tea. Did you say green tea? <laughs> no, no, not green tea. Another one in a tall can. Monster. Yes, monster. That's the name. Monster. People know things. <laughs> monster. <laughs> because he has to be, he has to be awake. If he falls asleep, is there people who come to they fall asleep in the service? You see, you're preaching for like they, they've gone. They've gone, 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 gone. Yes, they're gone, crowd. You see an atmosphere. Somebody is being blessed and receiving it. When you look at somebody, somebody else is also like, when will he stop? I'm tired. Yes. You see, that is what is called spiritual dullness. You are spiritually dull. That's why you feel sleepy. That's why you get that. It's like, it's so, it's like, what's even going on? What, what are they even doing? They fall asleep. People fall asleep in the service. Hmm. Jordan, you have to be alert. You can't fall asleep. How, how can you receive the thing if you are asleep? Oh, you are writing things to do. 
Because there are places you don't fall asleep. Do you realize that people who fall asleep in church, there are places they don't fall asleep. There are places they don't, they will never sleep there. That is where themselves come. When it gets to church, there is a... Then they start blinking, they start blinking at 200 blinks per second. Yes. How did Elisha see the chariots and the horses? These are these are spiritual things. So they are not physical chariots and horses. He saw, he said that he said his my father, my father, the chariots and the horses. I can see, I can see, I can see something. May your eyes be open. Yes. The next one. Jordan is the place of becoming a son with your father. You don't become a son by calling someone daddy. tells you something to you do if your father tells you what to do you will do unless like the scripture says you are a bastard and it's not a swear word it's a, it's a, it's a best yes yeah. know, they, want, they want to be poor children this is this I'm a daughter I'm a this I'm a that but you want to do They will not they will not even seek for your counsel or your advice. Yes. They will not even seek for it. They will not even ask for it. Okay. And then so the place of becoming a son with your father. Okay. Will you remember that? And then number five, Jordan is the place of rending your clothes. And putting on the garb of your father Or the clothes of your father Or the appearance of your father So this is a place where you take off your own identity And put on the identity of the spiritual person you are following When your identity now they say You preach, it looks like you preach like your father You have the fruits that your father has in the ministry you seem to have similar fruits. He's raising shepherds. You raise shepherds. He's raising pastors. You are raising pastors. He's putting up church buildings. You are putting up church buildings. His church is growing. Your church is growing. When you go, when you go to his service, you will feel, you will feel like you are in the father's service. 
the order of service, everything, everything is the same. So that you see people, they, they want to be different. Their main aim in life is to be different. Their main aim is to be different. Because, do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because when they saw somebody, when they saw somebody being so the same, they thought it was a natural copying. They didn't realize that it was anointed. Yes. They thought, they thought, oh, he just likes copying. He's just like, oh, he's a, he's a copycat. He's a copycat. He's a zombie. He's a clone. These are, these are the descriptions. They give descriptions. Clone. Copycat. He hasn't got a mind of his own. But what they didn't realize is that what they are criticizing is an anointing. And what you criticize won't come to you. That is why you are trying so hard to be different. He has stars. He has stars. You said the people who sing, you call them the caterpillars. You have worms. He has stars. You have worms. Because when you saw the anointing, you called the anointing something else. Or you thought it was something else. But it was the anointing. That's why you're trying so hard. You're trying so hard to be different. You've given yourself to be different. It means that you've made yourself anti-becoming anointed. Because the dove is looking for sons and daughters to settle on. When he settles and you hear the voice, behold, behold, my beloved son, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. The dove is settling on sons. And you are different. And you want to be different. And you are trying to be different. Jesus said, if you don't believe me for my words sake, believe me for the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. So, believe that I am in the Father. I am like the Father. I am with the Father. The anointing of the Father. Everything about the Father. Believe me for it. Okay, you don't believe they use the works to believe. So it's like, which angle are you going to come from? Where do you want to come from? Where do you want to come? Are you going to come from the door of the works? Or are you going to come from the door of seeing me and say that the Father is in me and I am in him? I look like the Father. Which one? Which angle do you want to look at the thing from? Believe. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Do you believe that? You don't. Try the works now. Then try the works. Then try the works. You believe that I've caught the Father's anointing? I have the Father's anointing? You don't believe it? Okay, then, I, then use the works. It's like it's up to you. Choose which door you want to come in from. 
Choose which door. You choose the door you want to use. Choose which one brings anointing, which one brings gift, and which one causes the ministry to advance. It was there at Jordan that Elijah cried, My father, my father, my father, my father. It is important to become a son. The sons don't criticize their fathers, and they don't throw stones at their fathers. Yes, and they don't insult their fathers. And they don't call their fathers Satan. Sons don't do that. So, rend your clothes and put on the clothes of your father. Don't be shy. I'm very blessed when I'm told that you preach like your father. I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed that you preach like your father. I'm so blessed. You do things like your father. I'm so blessed. It's time to go home. Yes. So, yes. You you have to rent your clothes. Because your, your own clothes, you can't preach well. That's why we that's why we say soak in the messages. You can't preach well. Yes. Especially, especially, especially if you're a melancholic, a deep melancholic. Who is not an okay? Let me put it to you, an unanointed melancholic, because all you're talking is like a debate. When you start talking, it's like you are in the school of apologetics. You have to explain everything. Tell you, so you go, you go in circles, and you never land. You go in circles, and you keep answering yourself when nobody has asked you a question. Yes, yes. So you need to throw that thing away and pick up your father's clothes. Your father who has written things in points. Number one, this. Number two, this. With a verse and a window. Like that. And adopt that style. Try from the works. You will get into the father. Or try from the father. You will get into the works. Either way, it's up to you. Either way you want to come. So throw the thing away and start. This is how this is how daddy does it. He reads a verse. He says number one. He reads a verse. He gives a point. Then he explains. So try it. Instead of standing there and talking, the people are lost. They don't understand what they are saying. They don't understand. They don't understand. They can't get it. When you tell them that don't you understand it, they are polite, so they can't say they don't get it, but they actually don't get it. There is a reason why it is in point. There is a reason why it is in point. So when you start your center or your bar center, you are standing there. Remember, put, throw away your, your clothes and take your father. Your father's own that has work. Put it on. When they come around, you just ask them, do you believe I'm in the father? And the father, I see me. You don't. Check the works out. What you came, what did you see? Did you see the people sitting there? How did you think they came? It's annoying. 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 Have you heard Pastor Benny saying anointing before? It's like he's saying annoying. Annoying. The annoying. <laughs> the annoying. Claim it for the very work's sake. For the very work's sake, believe it. 
final point is a place where you receive the anointing. Be anointed today. And be anointed for good works. And be anointed for great works. And be anointed for beautiful works. Meditate on the things you've heard. And be ready. Be ready. Because several of you are about to be released into territories and into places. Prepare. And be ready to be released. How many of you are ready to be released? God bless you. Welcome, Sister Philippa. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.